Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning as we discuss the Word and fun fellowship with each other. But before we do that, let's pray. God, we just thank you for your abundant grace and mercy, Lord, and for your creation and that we can enjoy it, Lord. And we thank you for the brothers and sisters that you have placed in our lives, Lord, that will sit and talk with us, Lord, and help encourage us and edify us in you, God, and help us firm up our feet in you, Lord, for you are our foundation that doesn't change, that doesn't move, God. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit that you have sent to guide us, Lord, so that we aren't swayed by the other voices in the world, Lord, that will try to take us from your path, God, and keep us from getting your blessing, Lord, and from seeing your face at the end of our days, Lord. And so we just rejoice in your name and in your magnificence, Lord, and we bless your name and we honor you and magnify you, God. And we just thank you for your word and thank you for today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. And we are continuing our study on the Lord's house. And today, <clears throat> excuse me, we are going to cover First Chronicles 28. Um, it's pretty much the whole chapter, but... um. Time, can I get someone to read the first three verses and then verses nine through the end of the chapter? Okay, first chronicles. Actually, you know what? Nope, nope, pause that. Can you just read the whole chapter, sir? Yes, all right, thank you. Now, David assembled at Jerusalem all the leaders of Israel the officers of the tribes and the captains of the divisions who served the king, the captains over thousands and captains over hundreds, and the stewards over all the substance and possessions of the king and of his sons, with the officials, the valiant men, valiant men, and all the mighty men of valor. Then King David r- rose to his feet and said, Hear me, my brethren and my people. I had it in my heart to build a house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord and for the footstool of our God and have and had made preparations to build it. But God said to me, You should not build a house for my name, because you have been a man of war, and have shed blood. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. However, the Lord God of Israel chose me above all the houses of my father to be king over Israel forever. For he has chosen Judah to be the ruler, and of the house of Judah the sons of and of the house of Judah the house of my father and among the sons of my father he is pleased with me to make me king over all israel and of all my sons for the lord has given me many sons he has chosen my son solomon to sit on the throne of the kingdom of the lord over israel now he said to me it is your son solomon who shall build my house and my courts for i have for i have chosen him to be my son and i will be his father moreover i will establish his kingdom forever if he is steadfast to observe my commandments and my judgments as it is this day. 
Now therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the assembly of the Lord, and the hearing of our God, be careful to seek out all the commandments of the Lord your God, that you may possess this good land and leave it as an inheritance for your children after you forever. As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father, and serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Then David gave his son Solomon the plans for the vestibule, its houses, its treasuries, its upper chambers, its inner chambers, and the place of the many seat, of the mercy seat, sorry. And the plans for all that he had by the Spirit of the courts of the house of the Lord, of all the chambers all around, of the treasuries of the house of God, and of the treasuries for the de- dedicated things. Also for the division of the priests and the Levites, for all the work of the service of the house of the Lord, and for all the articles of service in the house of the Lord. He gave gold by weight for things of gold, for all articles he used it, he used in every kind of service. Also silver for all articles of silver by weight, for all articles used in every kind of service. The weight for the lampstands of gold and their lamps of gold by weight for each lampstand and its lamps. For the lampstand of silver by weight for the lampstand and its lamps according to the use of each lampstand. And by weight he gave gold for the tables of the showbread for each table and silver for the tables of silver. Also pure gold for the forks, the basins, the pitchers of pure gold, and the golden bowls. He gave gold by weight for every bowl, and for the silver bowl, silver by weight for every bowl. And refined gold by weight for the altar of incense, and for the construction of the chariot, that is the gold cherubim that stands, that spread there. Wings and overshadow the Ark of the, Coven- Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. All this said David, the Lord has given me understanding and writing, by his hand upon me all the works of these plans. And David said to his son Solomon, Be strong and of good courage, and do it. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, my God, will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you until you have finished all the work of the service of the house of the Lord. Here are the divisions of the priests and the Levites for all the service of the house of God. And every willing craftsman will be with you for all manner of workmanship, for every kind of service. Also, leaders and all the people will be completely at your command. Mm -hmm. There's a lot in there. A ton. And we're going to get to discussing it. But I wanted to bring up the question that we asked on the previous podcast. Right? In Psalm 52, David makes a statement. Right? That he is like a green olive tree planted in the house of the Lord. Right? So the question is, how can David be a green olive tree in the house of the Lord when, wait, he just, in this section of scripture that we read, gave the plans to Solomon, which means the house is not yet built. The Lord's house is not yet built. So how can David be a green olive tree planted in the Lord's house. Can I answer that? Absolutely, answer? honey. Oh. The, it's open a for discussion and for, you know, um, 
I'll, I'll say discussion first and foremost, right? As the Holy Spirit's leading, and, and of course, if there are any questions, to ask them. I just wanted to, felt led to open it up with a question. Well, thank you. So. Let me find a particular scripture I want to look at and reference that. Mm-hmm. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I mm-hmm. shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Mm-hmm. I venture to say that something that has been in his heart, that was in his heart for a long time, long before he ever got um, to the kingdom, to being king, long before he ever heard um, you know, the sound of Solomon's voice or anything else, this is something that he had been dreaming of and hearing from the Lord about being in the mm-hmm. Lord's house. Um, forever. So I think he was echoing that sentiment about being a tree, um, a green olive tree planted in the house of the Lord. And, you know, when we think about just life, Jesus used parables all the time to describe um, heavenly concepts and principles. And as a, a shepherd that David was and spending time outside and all that, what's more permanent than a tree? <laughs> exactly. And um, also all the ways that God spoke to him about trees being planted by the rivers of water and bringing forth their fruit mm-hmm. and all of those things. And what's a better way to describe it being um, never separated or immovable from the presence of God mm-hmm. than to describe a tree? Exactly. Anyone else? Um, oh, would you like to go, Mr. Dean? Not at all. Ladies first. Oh, thank you. In addition to what Mummy had said, um, we see Jesus and, but back in the beginning in Genesis, when God created the trees, he said they each produced after their own kind. We are his trees in his temple. And so we're supposed to be putting on fruit, bearing fruit. What kind of fruit are we supposed to be bearing? The one after our own kind, after the likeness and in the image of God. So righteousness, love, um, this week, mommy had told us that we should be putting on love. And if we had if we had the ability to take a bite out of God's leg and chew it, it tastes like love. Mm-hmm. If we took a swipe of his blood and held it underneath the microscope, it would spell L-O-V-E. In the DNA. <laughs> yes. yes. If we smelt him, he'd smell like he'd smell like love. So our job, the fruit that we're bearing or should be bearing is love after our kind and after our likeness. All the other um, animals produced after their own kind tigers gave birth to tigers monkeys to monkeys lions to lions and humans to humans but we have the benefit of having that spiritual person as well that are supposed to be bearing fruit after our creator jesus christ our messiah our pattern our image the firstborn among many brethren so that's um what we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. excellent yeah, a few things come to mind for me. All right, uh, brother. Let's and hear actually, it. when we um, kind of prepped for that question in our last uh, mm-hmm. episode, 
I really didn't have any thought. And as Kamisha was speaking, I don't know why it came to me, but just, you know, first and foremost, you know, the olive was the source of oil, Absolutely. which was used for anointing. Mm-hmm. Um, as we know, as we get into the New Testament, um, the olive tree was easily grafted into. Mm-hmm. So David recognized his need to be grafted into God's house. And Amen. green, of course, symbolizes pliable, which would be willing and able to bend to, to God's will mm-hmm. and not be rigid and stiff in his own will. And green is also life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. It signifies life. Yes, yes. Actually, that's the old way to find out if a tree's mm-hmm. dead. Right? You take, grab a little branch and snap it. If it cracks in half, then it's a dead tree. But if, it, if it's green and bending on the inside, mm-hmm. it doesn't clearly break, then it has life in it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's great. Thank you, everybody. What else is the Holy Spirit speaking ministering to each of you? Or what questions do you have on on everything that we have read thus far? So I, I want to go backwards a little bit. Please do. Um, yeah, that, we ran out of time in our last uh, episode. Okay. Uh, well, we didn't run out of time. We, we continue to focus, to limit our time in each episode to make it easy for our listeners to enjoy them and to know what to expect each time. Mm-hmm. We have all the time that Amen. we need. Mm-hmm. Always, or, I'm not concerned about time. I'm just, as long as we walk with the Lord. Yeah, I'm and just we're, it's in His time. We have all the Amen. time that we need. Amen, Amen to that. Be clear about when we say something about time. We're never out of time. We never don't have enough time. Those those are not true statements. That's the enemy. That, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so. Amen. Any rate. Um, so please, brother, share. Yeah, I just um, you know, you brought up in I think it was in as we're in this series of building mm-hmm. the temple. And um, in a season of um, a new thing for this ministry, or uh, at least a, 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 a change in... Um, more specific focus. Well, yeah, to something different, right? Rather than mm-hmm. just specifically going through books. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that, but just yes. the Lord is showing you something, and you're walking that out <clears throat> and, um, mm-hmm. and leading in that. But you brought up Ezra and Nehemiah. And so, um, I think at least uh, some of our focus should be on not just the building of the temple, but the rebuilding of the temple. Mm-hmm. And a key part of that, um, and um, this goes to conversations that that the three of us have had, and that is, you know, God, how He is uprooting things in the past. Mm-hmm. And bringing them up. I won't get into that whole deep mm-hmm. story. It's a wonderful mm-hmm. imagery that you know <laughs> that um, God shared with me through the two of you, and continues to use in my life. I'm blessed by that. Praise but, the um, Lord. It's the it's the undoing. It's the uprooting. And Ezra and Nehemiah clearly, you know, uh, Ezra um, more so the temple, mm-hmm. Nehemiah more so the wall. But right, if we don't build the wall up first mm-hmm. to protect, then what good does it do to rebuild the temple? And then, and we talk about that. It was like. At first, they didn't even rebuild the wall, but they moved all the stuff that was had been broken down and got rid of it mm-hmm. or kept it where it could be reused. Some of it was reused. Some of it was not reused. And then in the temple, they went in and cleaned the temple out. And then we get into Nehemiah, near the end of Nehemiah, and we see that Nehemiah had gone back to Artaxerxes, right? Artaxerxes, yes. Yeah, going back to Artaxerxes uh, to serve the king because the king had given him leave for a short time. And when he came back, 
um, he had to clean out the temple again because the temple had already fallen into misuse, not even not necessarily ruin or disrepair, but misuse where somebody was actually had their own little office set up and had thrown out some of the goods of the temple. Took out a, over a storeroom, storage room for their own bedroom. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just going to move in, man. You know, like, check out, you know, which anyway, in, in a way we, obviously our heart should be that we move in, but not that we take up space that was intended for another use and we improperly used the temple. Right. So, and it was the storeroom, which means it was there to store things for others to be blessed and benefited from. Right. And he said, bring all the stores back into the Excuse Lord's me. temple. Right. So those things that were supposed to be. So there's that component of the cleaning out, the undoing, the rebuilding as well that I would imagine is part of where we're going. Is that, would that be accurate? Or because we're not, Amen. yes, not really building something new. Right. Mm. Well, the Lord will build it, right? And, and well, but yeah, I mean, and I even the wall, saying, even you? the wall, right? Zechariah two five, right? The Lord says, "For I will be a wall of fire around it," which is incredible. Mm. The Lord uh, about His city and His temple, right? Which goes brings us right back to what we were discussing in the beginning about how this is about the glory of the Lord shining in and through Zion. Him being the temple, right? And we're told, hey, go throughout Zion. Go throughout the, the bulwarks. Count the, the towers or the bulwarks and, and all these things, right? Explore them. What is it at its core? It's about getting to know the Lord fully. Learning his ways and his thoughts. And passing that along, teaching it. That's what I mean by passing it along. To the future generations. But even to... You know, to our own generation, right? I mean, and you see this this pattern also throughout. Look at Moses with, mm. uh, I'll say, the first generation that was brought out of Egypt. There was a lot of things that needed to be uprooted, but they were unwilling to uproot them, and their words were stout against the Lord. Scripture tells us, and they didn't enter in. They were still taught, and the the next generation learned their ways but they also had an example and i'll say from the opposite not a good end of the spectrum where it wasn't like hey look at all these things that we're doing and the lord's doing in and through us and it's working and we're bringing this to happen the lord still brought it to happen but they learned through watching people suffer and go through painful things and, and, and eventually like i said not enter in to the promise that the lord had for them the whole time and intended to give them but he could not he could not reward disobedience and rebelliousness and and idolatry so for us we have to to be able to to listen and when the lord points something out in our lives that doesn't reflect him and his nature and his character and as we were discussing here the pattern right that's that's what david says he made me to understand the pattern Oh, let me get that verse. Yes. All this, said David, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me all the works of these plans. There are specific exacting things, but we should know them. And it's not just about laws. It's about learning the very nature, character, and attributes of our Lord so we can live by them. So people can see him Shining in and through us. Us being in him. 
abiding in him and he abiding in us. Mm. As human beings, we're, we're told to keep, keep ourselves holy as, as he is holy. And then on the other side of that, there's the element that um, when you're in the world, it's very difficult to not be touched by the world and the way of changing our perspectives or entering into sin or things of that nature. And, um, you know, as you're, you're talking about, um, Dean, as you were talking about plucking up what's been, what has found root in our soil that should not be there so that renewal can take place and restoration, you know, how we look today, if we, um, have been impacted by our environment at all, as in being in the world, there's always something that God has got to go, okay, here, take this out. That doesn't go there and correct what thought processes or mindsets that we've had or, um, something of that nature. And, you know, as you're talking about, my love, the, the initial building of this physical temple before um, the presence of the Lord was intense, mm-hmm. and then they moved to the, <clears throat> into the temple. As we're, you know, David was spending time with God, he got the information. So, but then when they went to the, the next phase, you know, David mm-hmm. didn't get to fulfill the childhood dream that he had exactly. the, of actually being the one to construct the temple which is something God had for him. But even still, God was faithful and was able to continue the work through his son so he could still rejoice over it, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't the, the whole thing. But as you were mentioning, Dean, Nehemiah um, and um, Ezekiel, as they were coming back to find renewal and making their, their mind look like Jesus so that they could understand what to do. And you know, as they were building the things that made sense, building the wall first. So you had some protection while you were trying to rebuild the actual temple. Um, And then moving into filling the things they were also, they also went through a process of where they had to clean out their hearts because they found out how many ways they were violating with their marriages Mm -hmm. and their, the children that they had had and all of those kind of things they had violated their covenant with God and knowingly, unknowingly, you know, brought a hindrance to the things of God. So with us as being humans that God loves and he specifically, Jesus prayed that we wouldn't be taken out of the world, but that we would be preserved and kept while we're by God, while we're in the world so that the wicked one touches us not. There's always a component of God correcting as we go. He's always correcting us. He's always uh, refining and restoring. And, um, you know, even in the Charles and I were kind of snickering about the way David had articulated how many different ways this gold is for this. Don't use it for anything mm-hmm. else. The silver's for that. Don't use it for anything else. It only goes to this. Um, that came from him being in the presence of the Lord and getting his perspective back on what God said to him. Because that's how God talks. You look back in the way the law was given. That's how God talks. The number is this, and this should be the number, you know. And mm-hmm. we kind of have a little says, side joke about that. But he says it every which way possible. Every way our minds could conceive it. For every personality type, how you hear what you he said it to make it very clear. And, you know, David echoes that. And so we, as we go forward in our life, realizing that this language for David, this is the gold and the gold is for this and don't use it for that. It's only for this. You know, that came from 
being corrected by God in this process. Cause I'm sure God said, no, no. He said, here, here's the gold. Use it for this. And David said, the gold is for that. And God said, no, <laughs> the gold is for this. Wait, wait, but the gold is for that. And God said, no, this is, you know, so that came out of a refining process as well as getting to know God. So while we're, we're letting God build and rebuild us to look like him, understand that we want him to correct us. We want him to refine our vision and our perspective and that it's a natural part and a natural requirement or a, a logical requirement of having been in the world and having been influenced or impacted by the world. And now God's God making us new and making us into what he has called us to be and decided that pleases him and that that specification that this is what Dean looks like before the Lord. And I want your hair like this. And I got it. You know, this is what your favorite color is going to be. He's decided all of those things and made it available for us to know. And the purpose that he has for you or Layla promise La Charles, put your name in there. God has already made plans for your life and they're good. Mm-hmm. And as you spend time, don't re- retract or um, go away from God when he comes to go, no baby, this is for that. This actually goes over here. Embrace that and appreciate it. Um, If you've sinned against the Lord, repent. Mourn before him and tell God you're sorry and repent and keep moving and let those plans continue to come forward. Mm -hmm. For for them to be revealed and and the understanding that comes along with the plans Mm -hmm. of what the point and purpose of each thing is. The Lord is very detailed immensely detailed Mm -hmm. the details are there for a reason a good reason a good (laughs) reason is for our our blessing and benefit it glorifies the lord absolutely but it's for us and our blessing and our benefit that they're so detailed but let's also even in this right as we were reading this this uh first chronicles 28 you see that the provisions are already made and then and then if you continue reading um, in verses 20 and 21, right at the end of the chapter, it says he, the Lord's going to supply all these things. Here are all these divisions already for all this workmanship, for all the details. The Lord has, and, and Layla, you brought this up on our earlier podcast, the Lord already makes, already makes the provision for everything. He gives the people the anointings and the, the skills and, and all that that's needed for what he purposed for them to do or called them to do in their role. Mm-hmm. And each one of us has a calling on their life. Each and every one of us. Not all been chosen to be Moses and David's and mm-hmm. right? But each one of us has a a role and a part to play. That's the body working together. Yes? Yes. And in there in the Lord's wisdom, in this very detailed plan. Proverbs tells us to gain wisdom, or get wisdom, and to get understanding. David was saying, the Lord made me understand these things. They weren't all at once, clearly. But you see this throughout David's life. More and more understanding came. And while he wanted to do something, he also had to understand, nope. I've called Solomon to do this thing. And David acknowledges that as well, right? That Solomon, the Lord chose Solomon to build the house. Not David, even though that's what he wanted to do. 
but he still gave and contributed and set up almost as a, a forerunner, right? Like John the Baptist. He set up the things required so that it would be easy for the next person, or in this case, for Solomon, his own son, to assume the role and carry on in accomplishing the task of the Lord had given him. Well, I just think it's uh, important to point out um, as you're talking about that, you know, we can get bogged down in the details. We can. Right? But let's celebrate the details. Amen. Because God is very specific. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of details. Absolutely. And so just in that one thought, if we just consider Job, and we remember that even if we don't understand, <laughs> and if all those around us are speaking to us, things contrary to what we know to be true in our heart, and none of it is making sense, we can always draw our hope and our comfort and our trust in our God Almighty who does already have it all worked out. Amen, Amen to that. Amen. We serve a good, righteous, holy, and detailed God. Our body is so detailed. It's so intricate. The trees are so intricate. I mean, butterflies. Everything he's created. Everything. Anything you can imagine that God made, he made it very detailed. Absolutely. And all those details, he knows, and he called the end from the beginning. He declared it. He declared, right? So Mm -hmm. who knows the details but our God? Amen. So shouldn't we rely on him, receive the plans, the details, and then align ourselves with him to carry them out? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's an honor that Amen. God would share the details because he doesn't have to. <laughs> that's an honor. <laughs> that's an honor. And, you know, I, I love and I prize to see in David that he came back to the place with God where he was able to hear such mm-hmm. fine details that, you know, after he had, he had a hard time right. at a point in his life and the restoration of that, God brought him back to, he was able to hear on the level of Moses hearing about the temple. Absolutely. And the, the fine details. I, I appreciate that. And how it all points to Jesus. Amen. Amen. God to is that. still good. <laughs> Always and forever. Even when, even when we're not. <laughs> Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And, um, let the Holy Spirit minister some things to each of us. And, and we are still going through the Lord's house. This is our study. So we will pick it up again next time. All right? Mm-hmm. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. And just thank you for providing all the details on what we're supposed to do and not sparing any so that it's clear what you want us to do, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for just making more able to be trees planted inside of inside of you. In your name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
and no one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.